So if you are starting your community from scratch, think about what the end goal is. The end goal is that the members are talking to each other. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, Rosie. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you and to get to see your face in real life. We have chatted over Clubhouse quite a few times. Um, but so what is new with you? What's going on in your world over across the pond from me? Oh, well, across the pond, like we have lots of snow today. My children are incredibly excited. And by lots here in Devon, we have like a tiny like smattering of snow on the ground. But it was enough to keep them outside for a good 45 minutes this morning. So you don't have like, I mean, here in Nebraska, we currently have like over 20 inches of snow on the ground. No, there is nothing like that. Um, Most of my family live in Yorkshire, which is like northeast England, and they have maybe four or five inches. And that is like record amounts. Oh, really? Oh, that is crazy. It's not snowy. It's just wet. Mm. Oh, well, I am so excited for us to chat about Facebook groups. And that is how I met you on Clubhouse. Yeah. And then I remember sending you the message and I was like, okay, I did some of the stuff that you've said and it worked. So, <laughs> and I always feel like Facebook groups are, it's not like they're mysterious. Like we all know what they are. We all have seen like successful ones run, run, but I feel like starting them is kind of hard or like to build that community where we create the Facebook groups and then we forget them and they die off and we have to figure out how to revive them. So I would love for you to kind of maybe just tell us a little bit, like if someone were to be starting a Facebook group from scratch what are your best tips of building community quickly in a Facebook group? Okay, so if you are starting your community from scratch, think about what the end goal is. 
And like the end goal isn't that you are in that group every single day doing a live or giving value. The end goal is that the members are talking to each other. Yes, it might be your group and all the members know it's your group or hopefully they all know. But the end goal is that other people are answering the questions and giving value, not just you. And so then, you know, do that from the beginning. You know, decide what the theme is. Enroll some of your friends into the group or your business besties, whatever the group is about, to come and help you in that group, even if it's just for five minutes a day. If you, you know, if a few of you, say, want to start a Facebook group at the same time, you could do it so all of you put a post in the other people's groups every day. And so then that really builds it quickly, kind of like a little Facebook hub or something. And so you, know, you could do that. And so then it shows other people that other people are in this group and they like it too. And it's not just you, the host, who is like, yeah, my group is amazing. Come and talk to the group. Oh, I love that. Because that is one thing that I feel like Facebook groups can sometimes become a time suck. Or that like, you can spend so much time in them. And all of a sudden, you're like, well, there went two hours of my time. Like, I loved getting to love on all these people. But I didn't like move the needle forward necessarily for me. I mean, you are serving your people. And that is needle moving. But sometimes it, it's hard. What's what are things that you think when people are creating a Facebook group that creates like good engagement to start with? Cause I know that's one thing that sometimes I feel like I struggle with and I'm trying to figure out the balance of, is it because the people just aren't in the Facebook group or what I'm posting <laughs> sucks and they don't want to engage with it. So loads of people forget like to ask people to engage and like it sounds such a simple thing, but, you know, if you just put your stuff out there and forget to say, what do you think, or whatever your call to action is, no one's going to respond to it. And it sounds the most simple thing, but, you know, 90% of groups, that's where they get it wrong. They don't ask people to engage with them. And obviously, you don't want to put it as simple as write your comment below type thing. But, you know, make it so easy so they think, yeah, that really works. So simple things like, you know, what are you going to have for tea today? Are you going to have spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs? Are you going to have pizza? Are you going to have burgers? And, you know, make it so each answer has a little emoji next to it. And so then all they have to do is drop the emoji in the comments. They don't have to think of an answer, you know. And so then they're not, they don't say, oh, I'm going to go away and think about it and come back later because they never do that. You know, it has mm. to be so they think, yeah, that's me. I'm having that one. Um, so, you know, or ask people simple things like, you know, share the picture out your window today. And, you know, little things that people can go, oh, yeah, I can do that. Done. Carry on scrolling. Mm, that's great. And it's and I love how it also is like telling people that not everything that you have to post maybe has to do with business or exactly what your group is about. It's just creating that engagement and the community factor in that in there. And I love that. Are there other ways other than posts that you encourage people to ask for interactions? Or is it mainly just on posts? Um, probably mainly just on posts. Like personally, I don't reach out to like my group members like through like DMs or anything like that, because I figure that we're already in this space. And if they want to talk to me, they'll talk to me in that space. But like, I'd like to think my group members know they can message me in my DMs, but I'm not going to go searching for them if they don't want to talk to me. 
So um, I think that it's one of those things that if you want to do that, you can. But it's whether you want to maybe come off as a bit spammy. It depends on what the people in your group see that as. But um, I think that if, like, you want other interaction in the group, if you do, like, live videos and you encourage people to be on live at that time, like, some groups have, like, you know, social sessions, don't they? Like, you know, Wine Saturday or whatever it might be. And, you know, people go on and talk about their week and, like, mostly, mostly it's the host with maybe a friend doing it and other people talk in the comments about how their week's been and they, you know, react to what the host and friend are saying. And so things like that are really great for boosting engagement or like networking sessions within a group. So it's all what you as the host want to be as normal in the group. Mm, I love that because when uh, people have been joining my group, I have been like messaging them and I just say like, welcome to the group. Feel free to like post whatever you want. Like this isn't, you know, like I've been saying, this isn't a group where you can't post about your business and welcome yourself. But now I'm thinking maybe I should just be creating a post in the group that like welcomes them. That is like, so then it's a constant reminder that group members are seeing, Hey, you're welcome to talk about your business here. Like it's a, it's a community for all of us. Cause I think sometimes people get into Facebook groups and they're like, well, I don't really know if I can talk about my business because some groups don't allow that. Yeah. And then, you know, like you can't promote yourself. So only if someone asks you about your business. Um, but with the podcast group, like we're all friends here. We're just a whole bunch of people hanging out. So I want other people to get to share what they're doing too. Yeah, like I do like a weekly like welcome post. And so I tag the people who have joined the group that week in a welcome post. It's the same text that I put out every week. I just change the picture and no one really realizes because you only read the one that you're tagged in. You don't read the one six months later because you're not tagged in it. So you probably never notice. And so I do a quick rundown of the rules in that post. You know, thanks for joining. Please remember we don't spam people with messages and X, Y, Z. And just a quick friendly hello. And I put a picture of me on it. So who, if people who have joined it who don't know who I am, then they know that I'm the person that they need to look for. Mm, that's such great advice. Okay, so what happens when we've created a group and we're slowly getting people into our group, but the group like fizzles away, which we've all had that happen because we all were told to create Facebook groups for your businesses. And then I felt like everybody did it. And it was like this mass of like, uh, like so many groups coming at people that they just were like, I don't even care anymore about groups. But I think that people are realizing the community, especially with this last year, that Facebook groups are providing them because that's the way that we're creating connections. But then it's trying to figure out, like, how do we now fight the algorithm to get our group back into people's feeds and to revive a group? So what is your advice for reviving a group? So go and look at your insights. Go and look at what times people are actually online who are in your group. If you're posting at 10 a.m. in the morning, but people, most people, aren't online till 8 o'clock at night, you're wasting your time. You may as well go and have a cup of coffee because none of those people are going to see that post unless they go into your group. Okay, so figure out when those times are and post at those times. You know, you can schedule all of your posts in your group. So you don't have to be there live, you know, if you really don't want to. And, you know, try and find the most popular time because – those of you that don't know your insights, it tells you what time is the most popular 
and how many people are online at that time in like the last seven, the last 14, the last 28 days. And so you can tell that, you know, 7 a.m. on a Monday, there are 26 people live from your 200 member group. Okay. And so that would be the best time to be live. You could go and do a live video, just do a quick introduction, remind people your group is there. You know, what benefits are there from being in your group? Ask people what they want to see in your group, all of those types of things. And it just reminds people that you're there. And if you're showing up in their feed without them having to go search for you, it means that then people will go and search for you later when they want the advice that your group gives. Mm, That's great advice, because sometimes we just always think like, oh, I'll just post when it's convenient for me but we all know that you should wait until your people are on exactly exactly we all know but we don't do it right we all know it but then it's like but when everyone else is on we're like it's mom life and sometimes we're so busy and the same thing happens I mean it's the same thing across Instagram a friend and I yesterday posted a reel that was very similar to each other and we knew that we were doing it and I think her reel was way better than mine, but because she posted it at a time, she was like, I knew they weren't on, but that's when I had time to do it. Hers got less views than mine. And mine, like, I was like, I don't really know how we're way over a thousand in 10 minutes, but here we are, you know, like. It's just part of the tip sometimes, you know, you've got to remember that, you know, you've got to play the algorithm a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so. Once we're trying to kind of revive and we're playing the algorithm and creating engaging content, how can we use our group to help grow our business? Because sometimes I feel like group people create these groups, but then they don't know how to use them to help push their business forward. Sometimes I think there's a huge like maybe it's like a mindset thing about, you know, I've got this group and it's a nice community and everyone likes me. Do I really want to go and ask them for their money? And like Mm. at the end of the day, we're all a business in whatever shape you are. And then you're like, yeah, um, by the way, give me some money for my thing or, you know, we're not going to be friends. And if you've never talked about your business and earning money and like what you do in that business to earn money and like people kind of just think you're doing this all out of the good of your heart, then people look at those posts that you then scarily put up saying oh by the way I'm launching this would you like it and they go uh no not interested because Mm. you never put the egg there that actually remember I'm a business I need your money to put food on the table Mm. I think sometimes just little snippets like you know things I've learned this week and you know I've learned to raise the prices on this or whatever it might be but things that remind people that you are a business owner. And yes, you're there to help them, but you're also there to sell to them. Mm, that I like that because it is sometimes we forget and it's my own, like I do it too, because having a podcast, a podcast is just a major free service. Like people don't have to pay to listen to any of the content or any of the people that I bring on. And so that's what I know in my group. Like, I think I'm just, and maybe like you said, it's a mindset thing that I think I'm like, well, I'm just the connector of all the people because that's what I'm really good at. But people don't pay me to connect them. So that's just like you said. Or you could be the networker and you could have like a paid networking session within your Facebook group. Oh, As a member of this Facebook group, 
you also get the privilege of going to this membership session, but it's going to cost you $10 to attend. Mm, that's a great, ooh, now my mind is like spinning because even you could do like, because people like I'm known in, until like people get in groups of doing like marketing, like I can sit and just start spewing ways that people could sell stuff or market stuff or, ooh, how about you take your business? Have you thought about doing this with your business and expanding this way? that maybe we even have like mini mastermind sessions that are only for membership people that they have to pay a little bit for to get into. That's an interesting concept. And then like, you know, it's a low cost thing that like people from, I presume your free group, um, you know, then go to that and they think, oh yeah, I could pay her more and she would help me further. You know, those Mm. types of things. And so it's kind of sometimes it's like putting your like baseline offers into your Facebook group to remind them that you have higher ticket offers and look how much value you can add to their lives. Mm, That is great. I love it. Have you heard that there's a new clubhouse in town? And I'm not talking about Mickey's. If you haven't heard of Clubhouse, girl, I got you. You need to get your voice on Clubhouse and be heard because it's about to get hot up in here. And sister, let me give you the lowdown. Clubhouse is a mix of Instagram fun and the interaction of Zoom only using your voice. The best part is there's no makeup or hairspray needed, just your voice and your passion. I became an early Clubhouse adapter and have cracked the code of strategy when using Clubhouse. As a small entrepreneur, I've connected with big name companies and entrepreneurs because of Clubhouse and my Clubhouse strategy. I created the Clubhouse Bio Builder for you so that you can strategically write your bio and gain qualified followers. Head to the link in the show notes to get your bio builder today. Okay, so now what about like actually getting people into our group because sometimes I feel like I mean getting you can invite people but they're not necessarily going to come but how do we get people to be like oh I really want to be in her group because sometimes you know we're using the Facebook groups as an extension from Instagram or now Clubhouse or other things how how do we get them into our group okay so from Clubhouse Um, make sure your group name is in your clubhouse bio. Like, it's in my bio. I don't talk about it in hardly any groups unless it's a group about Facebook groups. But, you know, it's probably grown by about 50 people, like, organically in the last month. And I know those people are from clubhouse because I'm not doing a lot of work in it. And so it's just growing, bumbling away on its own. And so, you know, 50 people for me just talking in half a dozen rooms is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and all there is in there is the name. And so people have gone through the effort of going to Facebook and copying it into there because obviously you can't click from Clubhouse into it. But then things like if you're in Facebook, you know, go into other rooms that are similar to yours or have an audience that you think, oh, yeah, I won't leave people in my room. Make sure that, you know, you comment on other people's stuff. Don't just go in there and say, oh, by the way, I've got a great room. You'd love it. You know, comment on other people's questions. Give them the answers. And so then, you know, we're all really nosy people. Go and people then go and click on your profile and they go, oh, yeah, look at this person. They've got a group and it's talking to me. You know, make sure it's really obvious on your profile what your group is. You know, put the name of it in your banner picture link to it in any way you can 
And so then it's like a funnel through. And like do the same in your um, Instagram. You can either have it in your website link or like do a link tree from your Instagram with the Facebook group in there. Mm, okay, so now that as you're thinking, that stirs question. So on Facebook, do you, because when you're in groups, you're normally commenting with your profile, not your page, I'm assuming. But what do yeah. you do? Like I am super selective and maybe I need to just create a new Facebook profile because I'm super selective of like who I actually friend on Facebook in the protection of my, my kids, because my grandma and my aunt and the people who are all over the country and even all over the world, you know, we have friends that the kids stuff gets posted. And I'm very careful about making sure like the school where they're at is only in on my profile where it's, I know it's sem- in quotes, air quotes, lockdown, so that like great grandma can see the school pictures. But if you go to like my Instagram or stuff like that, people don't know where the kids go to school. And so what is your advice in that sense? Because I feel like Facebook for me is like this kind of like a teeter between there's like the personal Michelle that's like the private Michelle, and I don't just let anyone in who friends me. And so then should you be creating a second profile that you interact with all these groups in that's your like business profile? No, keep your one profile because Facebook won't allow you to have two profiles, but mm. change your settings for different posts. So like all the pictures of the kids and the school that you want your mum, grand, auntie, everyone to see, you know, set them to a family setting and then make it so only the family can see those pictures so go through the people on your facebook that you want to see those pictures and put them into the family group tag and then you can put all the pictures of the children so they can only be seen by the family group mm-hmm. and then put anything else on there that everyone can see and so then people can come through to your profile and make it so that people who just come to check you out can see the stuff about this is my group, but this is who I help, X, Y, Z, but they can't see the kids because they're not in the family group tag. Mm, I like that. That is great advice. Because even right now, sometimes I will post if it's like public, like some things that if it's just generalized and it has to do with my business, I'll post it public. So if someone clicks on me, um, then they can see because a lot of times if people friend request me and I've seen their picture and I'm aware who they are, but I don't really know them. I'll send them a message and I'm like, Hey, I just connect with people over on Instagram, go find me. And here's my link. But that doesn't help then funnel them to my Facebook groups in the platform that we're currently on. So I, I am probably far too free with my friend requests. And I basically say yes to everybody, unless I think, you know, you look, you look proper dodgy. I don't, (laughs) I don't let those people in. But, you know, I have pictures of my kids up on there. I don't have loads and loads of them. Um, but I have a family tag on it as well. So my mum and dad and my husband's family can see them as well. And, you know, there's you know, pictures of the kids in the bath and stuff, which are in the family tag. And so the family can see them. But random person who I don't really know but is in my group can't see them. Mm-hmm. That is great. And I think that that 
advice is going to be so helpful for anyone who's a mom and runs a business because that's the same thing. I feel like I always hear people are like, how do we figure out and how do we balance this? Like, because a lot of moms that are business owners or created their business of people listening to this podcast, creating their business in motherhood, didn't create these accounts with the intention that we were going to be a business and have to like use our likeness and image to continue selling our business. Exactly. You know, it takes like, you know, an extra 30 seconds, say, like per set of pictures. But it then means that you can use your profile both ways. Mm, that is great. That might just be the best advice, at least for me, of <laughs> the whole time we've been chatting. <laughs> okay, so do you have any advice for funneling people using like freebies or things like that into Facebook groups? Yeah, if you have your freebie, people go to your freebie page, they give you their email, and then they go to the thank you page, your freebie is winging its way to you right now. While you're waiting, click the button below to go to my Facebook group. Mm, Super easy. And most people will click that button straight away, and it'll take them straight to your group. Great, because that's like, I don't even think, like, yeah, you do have that, and mine's always like, oh, it's coming. See, I have so many things to learn. I'm going to have to come back through this interview and make so many notes. <laughs> like, you know you all. You just don't think of it. Right. No, I don't. And I think that part of it is Facebook for a while. I just kind of abandoned it because I had to be like, I can only have so much time to focus. And so Instagram was my focus. And now Clubhouse is a main focus of mine because it has been bringing I mean, as everyone says, so if people listening to this podcast have not gotten this from the slew of guests the last few months by the time this episode comes out, that Clubhouse has been so invaluable for building things that I have been over there quite a bit. I think that Facebook is feeling a bit left out, but Instagram is like, yes, everyone is engaging on our platform, because I don't know about you, but like, I don't use Twitter, and so there's no Twitter connection on my clubhouse bio and so i'm getting like 40 50 dms a day from people saying oh i heard you in clubhouse and you were talking about this yeah. and some days i'm like was i where, yeah. where did i say that in the day sometimes you know, people have got me mixed up with someone else in the room and other times i'm like oh yeah okay yeah i see where you got that from that conversation but that wasn't what we meant but anyway let's try and uh. fix this so you understand <laughs> Oh, yes, it has been. And it's been one of those things that I've had to realize and think about, like, it's okay to let the messages sit there. And when I'm ready to answer them, that I can answer them for sure. But um, yeah, I put a lot of messages in bed at night. And I thought, oh, yeah, I can just spend 10 minutes now replying to this. Yeah, Oh, that is, you know, it is true. Because that's one thing Clubhouse, I think is becoming so popular. And it is it pushes people to Instagram. But it's not pushing to Facebook. And I think you're right. So now it's figuring out a way of how do we go from like Clubhouse, which is amazing connections. And then it's like you meet in the you talk to each other then in Instagram DMs. But then how do we like bring it into deeper community? Because you can't you can have a community on Instagram, but it's very one way. It's not like here everyone on our community can talk. So now it's figuring out the progression. I suppose they're like most people that then DM you 
you'd like to hope they follow you as well instead of just DM you. And so, you know, if you're talking about your groups on your grids and your stories and stuff as well, then people are going to get the idea and they're going to go over to it, especially if you can link it in your bio link. Mm, Yeah. Okay. So I want to know, as we're kind of wrapping up a little bit, what is like the one thing that you see as you have clients that come through and you're working on people's Facebook groups and you're like, Almost every time, this is the one thing that I see people are doing wrong and that we have to automatically fix. And it's an easy thing that people are forgetting about. What would that one thing be? Probably be two. They're probably uneven. Um, one we've already talked about, they're not reminding people to engage and to be part of the group. And like we said before, you've got to remind people, you know, what do you think? Just like on Instagram, you see people say, like, double tap to like this post. You don't see it so much anymore, but you used to all the time, didn't you? And so little things like that, Mm -hmm. getting people to engage quickly and easily. And then the other one, like, lots of people run groups to earn money, but they forget to tell people, by the way, I am a business, you can buy from me. So, you know, remind people that you are a business. When you introduce yourself, tell people, I offer this special service for people who are in the group. You know, it might be that you offer a special, well, I offer like a special 30-minute Instagram bio audit, like a general Instagram audit to members of my group. And so it could be something as simple as that. Like, I don't do it for anyone that isn't in my group. But if you're in my group, you get that special little, like, semi-freebie. They get it at a great rate. But then, you know, it's getting people to remember that you are a group and really you want their money. Mm, I like that. And I like having little special services that only your group can get. That's a great idea as well. Like some coaches do like you know, one-to-ones for their members of their group, but they don't offer one-to-ones anywhere else. But you're in their group, so that's for you. Mm. So it's just members feel really special. Oh, that is great. So would you say that since those are the two things that like you're always that you're constantly seeing people not doing that that's the first thing that you're also like okay now here's what you're doing wrong and if we want to get this going these are the first things that you need to work on first it's not like not the pretty cover photo and trying to make all the pictures and it's all seem it's really all about the engagement and making sure your um, members know what is to come out of the group yeah exactly like lots of loads of groups have like really pretty names that they get the go with these pretty things but people don't search for those pretty names they search for groups to help them with x you know like my group is literally about how to improve your social media and so that's what it's called you know use social media to grow a business and that's what people search for how can i grow my business with social media so my group comes up So it's getting the right things in front of people that they then go, oh, yeah, I need that without them thinking twice. Mm, So great. Oh, thank you for this great conversation around Facebook groups. And um, it's been so great and so eye opening. And some things are like, oh, well, that's an easy fix that we can do. So I think it's great. All easy fixes. Yes. Okay, so my last question I always ask people is if you could go back and I know your kids are still young, but if you could go back to like the little, little, like tiny years of motherhood and you could give yourself one piece of advice that now your wise, rosy self knows, what would you say to yourself? 
Um, this doesn't just go back to like when my kids are little, it's like pre-kids as well. My mum will never listen to this, so I can say this. Don't listen to your mum. <laughs> you know, I love my mum. She's one of my best friends in the world. But sometimes, you know, you tell your mum stuff. I'm going to do this. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. You really think people will do that? And however much you then tell yourself, yes, it's in your head that your mum thinks maybe that's not the best of ideas. So mm. whatever she says, just do it anyway. And then you can say, actually, yeah, mum, maybe that didn't work. You know, maybe holding the baby upside down wasn't such a good idea. And all the other stupid <laughs> things that we have done. <laughs> oh, I love that. And that is, it's great advice. And it, <laughs> I hold my baby upside down. But, you know, yeah. I probably wanted to do as yeah, and that's great advice to be like, if the advice that you're getting, even if it's your mom or somebody else, like, it's okay to be like, that doesn't serve me. So let's not take it yeah. or just mentally, I'm going to be worried about what they think all the time. So just don't take in. Just throw it away. If your idea doesn't work, go back to their advice later. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. If people want to reach out to you to learn more about how to expand their Facebook and their social media, where can they find you at? Okay, so um, my group is called Use Social Media to Grow Your Business, or you can find me on Instagram at Social World Coaching. And if I'm really honest, I can't remember if there's hyphens in it or not, but you'll find me. It's got a pretty garden picture on it. You'll find me. Yeah. And on Clubhouse, you're just your name, right? Yeah, on Clubhouse. I forget that one. I'm going to have to start, like, introducing that one, too. Yeah, on Clubhouse. I know. Now we have to add it. <laughs> on Clubhouse, I'm just my name at Rosie Davies. So, yeah, come and send me a message on there. It'd be great to have you in my rooms. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. I've had a great time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling podcast community. It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.